I'm Tanja K. Johnson, and this is Voices of Color, a writing podcast. Episode 10, Flow. Hello, I'm Tanja K. Johnson. I'm Victoria Wilder. I'm Sylvester Barzi. I'm Alexander Christian. And we are Voices of Color. And today we have a special guest, Miss Kish Knight. Woo-hoo. Hi, everyone. This is Kish Knight. Hey. Hi, Kish. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure, most definitely. I'm really glad that you all invited me here on Voices of Color podcast. And um, I am a teen slash new adult paranormal fantasy author. Um, To date, I have eight books and a plethora of books in the works. I'm a reader, I'm a writer, and um, I'm here. (laughs) That's it, I guess, for the moment. Well, that's plenty for, for now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on the show we are excited to have you so in today's episode we're going to be talking about flow you might have questions about flow you, you might not even know what flow is and that's me honest, <laughs> a lot of us have some questions and some topics to debate about today so it's going to be interesting to start off how do you guys define flow who wants to take it first yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay, so for <laughs> me, flow, I would say, is readability, basically, or at least the level of readability that you have, you know, in a piece or a work, you know, and based on whether you have good or bad flow in your writing can create maybe a negative or a positive experience for the reader. So I always just think of it as the readability of the work. That is brilliant. That's very true, yeah. I can't deny that one. That's really good. You should probably you should probably coin that and <laughs> You just won the podcast. Yeah. I know, it's over go. guys. Go home. We don't have the <laughs> I won the lightning round. Good. Yeah. Um, I did actually see something on a website that's not nearly as like I think clear as what you just said but I did like it it was like something in grammarflip.com and it says that flow is basically a word that's used to describe writing that has a logical structure and very language within and between sentences and paragraphs and I think that's more describing the actual um, structure of what you're writing and like making sure you have the right words you know in order so that it doesn't sound clunky or strange or awkward. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the term I hear uh, a lot is cadence. There, um, I tend to write with a sort of musical quality. Uh, a sentence yeah. can say exactly what I want it to say, but this, the amount of syllables can be off. And so I'll restructure yeah. the whole syllable. Cause it needs to be da, 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 You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. Right. 
That's why it's really good to like read out loud. I love reading out loud because it does help. You just hear things when you're reading it. And I'm very choppy in the way that I talk and write. So like reading out loud helps me to actually notice when it's sounding robotic. Yeah. And the read aloud feature. Read to me. Mm-hmm. The read aloud feature on Microsoft Word has uh, saved me more times than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I downloaded this new app and it lets me uh, just take all. <clears throat> it's supposed to be for audiobooks. So you would take an audiobook and it would read it to you, or a regular book and it would read it to you. So I use that for my chapters when I'm editing. And mm. it has a nice little boy voice. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I. Guess- I I didn't know yeah. why. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I was like, oh. So I pretend it's my character reading it to me. Okay. Well, if <laughs> I have to say how to control flow, then um, I guess I would say basically, number one, no run-on sentences. Because, you know, a lot of times when people are writing, they have so much info to get down. And so it's just, and it's just flowing all out. But then before you look, you have one huge paragraph and it's one huge run on sentence. Mm. But no, none of that. They're hard to read. So when you're reading them as a reader, you know, you can't do that. So as a writer, let's not do that. Um, Two, I would say follow your idea through. Like if you start with one idea, you're talking about this, you're talking about this, you're talking about red, 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 and then suddenly you're at green. Well, you know, unless you made some kind of, you know, change in there that people understand that doesn't work either and so you can look for those things and then it's it's like um the third thing i would say is vary your sentence structure like how um you know you were talking about cadence before yeah you definitely have to have the cadence because it can't be all one two one two one two one two you know well, who wants to read that not even kids so <laughs> control your flow like that you know if you look for these things I like to button up an idea. So I will start off a a chapter. I, I, I like to get my prose in at the very beginning. It's like, um, the night was quiet. It was quiet in a way that a typical Friday night is quiet, but still quiet. And then I'll go into whatever happens. And by the end of it, uh, you know, the last sentence will be, and and somehow the night got a little quieter. You know what I mean? And I'll bring it back to where it started. Yeah. And that oh, kind yeah. of encapsulates that idea and I move on to the next thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that can be really effective. Thank you. A basic kind of thing that I was, but I actually just found this out that I do this so often from my, my editor for my book, which she was really good at pointing this out. I start a lot of my sentences with the same pronoun or the same like name and it'll be like six sentences in a row that start with that same pronoun and that ends up sounding so weird when you read it out loud. It's just yes. it's really annoying to say he, he, he did this, he did that, he did this. And I didn't really notice that I was doing it because when I'm writing in my brain, it's like this is supposed to sound it's just I don't want to say his name too many times or it just right. it's just how yeah. it sounds in my head. But it just it sounds horrible. And I'm really glad like somebody noticed that for me and pointed it out because now I'm seeing it in my other writing and I'm more able to fix it and make more cohesive sentences and like combine things and stop it with the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easy to do when you're writing. It's easy to be like, yeah, he this, you know, he that. It's so easy to do it. You know? yeah. yeah. 
I go back and I try to chop off what I put in that was unnecessary. So it's like, uh, he got up, he walked to the door, he reached for the knob, he turned it. So I would go back in and after the second sentence, I don't need the he. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can actually just put that fragment sentence in. And while it's not grammatically correct, it does flow. It does work. It, and it, 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 um, it dictates the pacing. Yeah, you could also just combine the sentences and have the same effect. Yes. I'm really careful about um, my echoes. That's one thing that I wish I would have known when I first started writing was watch out for echoing words. You don't want to say the same word like over and over again in the in the same paragraph or on the same page, even unless it's on purpose. You're doing it with intention to really drive home some fact for the reader or some feeling, some theme, some idea. Otherwise, you definitely want to vary vary your words a lot in your in your sentence structures. Starting different paragraphs with different uh, conjunctives, like making sure that your sentence structure, like down to the sentence level, is different. You don't want to have your sentences be subject, pronoun, verb, over and over again. Hmm. Right, right. It's also important, I think, to have different sized paragraphs as well, like small paragraphs and some long paragraphs and like mix up your paragraph length as well as your sentence length. Um, and that's also something I think I had, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to do best. Definitely, I, yeah, definitely. And I also look at the genre that I'm writing for or the type of scene that I'm writing for. And if I'm writing action, I want to make sure that the flow is very fast, that it's like a fast-paced story. And pacing and flow go hand in hand, same with any other aspect of writing craft. It, it encompasses everything. I kind of agree. I also think pacing um, has more to do with the timing of, or I guess... It's definitely the flow as well, but I think it has to do with the timing of the action too, like what's happening in the story um, and where it's happening. And that affects the pacing of the overall piece. Um, so I think you could look at it in those in two almost separate ways where it's like the overall piece, the action, and then it's like the actual pacing of the words you're using and the paragraphs and the right, the structure of the writing itself. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Does anybody have an example from their writing with some some good flow? Good lord. Good flow? <laughs> I was looking through my writing for bad flow. No. Okay, bad oh, yeah. I got tons of that. <laughs> it's easier, I guess, to find my mistakes than it is to be like, oh, that was good. Um, yeah. Actually, um, I don't know. This is kind of silly, but I posted this thing on Facebook today that was like a status, and I thought it had really nice flow. I thought it sounded pretty poetic. Um, oh, there you go. And it wasn't like meant to be poetic, but like reading it a year after writing it, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> I'm going to see. Okay, I'm going to read it. I leaned in and you turned your head, your cheek meeting my lips. I laughed and tried again, this time meeting your forehead. Then your nose, 
your other cheek and your chin before hitting my target, the anticipation making it somehow sweeter. Then you traced my face in kind. This was our greeting, our goodbye, our mid-movie impulse. Moments of such sweetness can become addictive. I like it. Oh, wow. I oh, love that. It. That was beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're saying that was a status on Facebook? Oh my gosh, that yeah. was yeah. the opening. That's, the opening how you get, that's how you get followers right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how you get followers, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I have, um... follow Victoria. <laughs> I know, I have to, but I don't want to read it out now. <laughs> I'll go. You know, I'm a preening peacock. So what has happened is um, this hero has been injured and his lady love is holding him while all of the healers are trying to save him. Um, and then there's a, a, a moment where her hope is responded to by the universe, let's say. Uh, the room came alive with activity. Wizards and sorcerers waved their hands while their lips moved through odd and complicated shapes. Water splashed and splattered against stone as bodies leaped in and waded through the gurgling pool. It must have been quite the ruckus, but Kahar couldn't hear it. She couldn't hear the shuffle of the feet or the barking of orders as they pulled the ghost pale body from her hands. In her ears, soft as love, loud as thunder, she heard the most beautiful sound ever made anywhere in all the world, ever. The beating heart of the love of her life. And she cried with all the fury her tiny body could muster. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Yay! You guys all write so poetically. Like, it's so pretty. And I'm just writing, like, this is what happened. This is the clunky. This is the (laughs) I like, you guys always have so much beautiful, like, imagery and just words that I love. Girl, do not think you did not just kill it. (laughs) I know. That was just the status. I was sad. That I mean, the fact that that yeah, just that pours good. out of you, you know what I mean? That you didn't hammer and rework and 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 slave away at that, that. That just that is the nature of your perception of reality. You think in poetry like that. Uh, hey, I do. <laughs> what you mean is dramatic. <laughs> I'm a drummer. Um, interview. I think so. I think it's time to get the interview done. Awesome. Okay, Kish, are you ready for us? I do. I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rapid fire questions. But, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm ready. So, can you tell us a little bit about your current writing project? Yep. I sure can. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say what, you know, every author says. I have a million projects going at the same time and da-da-da-da-da. Everyone does. But, okay, so what I'm, um, what I'm currently working on is Fury Rising, which is um, the new adult novel. And it is, basically, I have um, my main character. She is a walker. She's a dream walker for a demon. She has to work off her servitude for, you know, for, in exchange for um, having been giving her life, a second chance at her life. She has to work off her servitude to a demon. But she finds out that um, they're never 
was any intention of herself or the other walker to be free. They are actually just being groomed to become um, lesser demons. And so the, the, the book starts there when she discovers this and it goes on into you know what she has to do basically to take back what she's going to take back. And um, that that's Fury Rising basically in a nutshell. I like it. Yes. You come up with that. Really nice. Man, you just can't trust a demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, right? Yeah. They, um, I think someone asked a question, but it kind of dropped out. Oh, where'd you come up with that idea? This, um, this one, actually, no, um, you know what? I actually don't remember where I came up with this <laughs> one. It just hit me um, one Sunday because, you know, normally, the way I get my ideas for my stories, I usually, I hear a phrase that's something that someone says, or maybe I read one specific line, but it's usually, like, my book ideas always come from one sentence that I hear, and then my mind kind of shuts off everything else, and it just kind of wanders, and do-do-do-do-do, and I start thinking all these other things, and then suddenly it's like, you know, my mind nudges me like, hey, 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 here's an idea, you know, you should write this, and it goes, I don't remember um, what was or could have been the sentence that um, sparked Fury Rising. I do remember it was a Sunday, and I remember sitting on my couch, and yeah, yeah, it came to me, you know. But I don't remember what the sentence was that that sparked it. I was at a um, I was at a bar uh, going through the jukebox, and there was a Garth Brooks song called "Written in Heaven," and that spawned an entire movie. Like over the next six hours of my life, like that phrase was just so powerful to me that, you know, the story just flowed out of me. I love when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that same way when the Thunder Rose comes on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you write, is there a person, is there a person whose level of quality you aspire to? I mean, um, when I get ready to write this very prose heavy scene, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to set the stage because once the action starts the action goes so i have to completely fill in the environment you know i'll go back and i'll read uh, some rothfuss or i'll read some jd salinger somebody who really just like hemingway detail 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 is there a a, a person in, in that you have in mind whose quality level you're shooting for when you start typing oh, that, oh that, okay that is such such a deep question that that's a great one Really and truly, you know, I don't know if my work comes across as a hodgepodge of work. But for me, yes, there are several different people. And for me, it's different scenes. I feel like I feel like I want to channel different authors Mm -hmm. based on what I'm writing. Because, you know, when you know, you can be reading, 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 reading a book. And then suddenly one scene is just crazy in your brain. And Mm -hmm. it. It, you remember it for years to come, the exact lines of it. So for me, it, it's like that with, with different people. So I, um, if I'm writing, if I'm writing maybe a landscaping scene or whatever it is, I maybe want to channel Terry Brooks mm-hmm. because to me, his landscaping and his 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 um his backgrounds just so so vivid. There, there's no one that's any more vivid to me than Terry Brooks, the way he writes. But if I'm writing, if I'm writing, you know, um, a romance scene, 
that's action, like an action romance scene, then I want to channel Karen Chance because mm. she is she is the queen of the paranormal romance where they're having action, they're fighting, and someone got their leg chopped off, but they're still you know romance in there, and you know they're gonna leave and they're gonna have this this great you know the best scene ever. Then I have to channel her, you know. So for me, it's different based on based on what part of it I'm writing. But yes, definitely. There's certain people that you just want to keep in mind and you think of their, your favorite bit of their writing and you think about it and think about the way it made you feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you get in that group. Yeah. So, yes. That makes perfect sense to me. And I know I always have a lot, a lot of running on chatting, chatter, but yeah. <laughs> How long have you been writing? I have. I have, um, I've been making stories a long time, so I can't actually say writing, writing, but creating stories. I actually started creating stories at um, a very young age, like age three, because, you know, my two older sisters, um, the oldest one, she would read, she would create these bedtime stories for me, you know, she'd just make them up off of the fly, she'd put my name in there, and they were great, and um, one night, one night, I wanted to make my own story and i i you know i asked hey can i tell the story can i tell the story and they're like yeah you know go ahead and tell the story and you know i came up with this story that had it was it was a mixture of creepy and sweet because it was about um the our dog because you know we had pets our dog you know vomiting blood into the baby's bottle and I guess the baby was me because I'm you know the youngest in my family and all this stuff and you know my sisters were just horrified and uh-huh. you know they tell that story over and over and over how I came up with this you know you know the dog and the blood and the, the baby bottle and stuff like that but you know <laughs> that was if I you know think about it that would have been my first story because it's like you saw other people telling the story and you know that you can do it too you know so I think that first piece didn't have any good flow in it you know, because nothing, you know, nothing fit. But, you know, that was my first, you know, that was my first piece. And then I wrote, wrote my first full-length novel in college, you know, after that, many years after that. So. Wow. Uh, are you traditionally publishing or are you publishing, like, um, self-publishing or indie publishing? Indie publishing, of course. I will say that. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no traditional English person here to hear me say that on you know on here. But yeah, um, I say indie publishing, of course. Wait, yes, you said yes, you are. Oh no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm indie. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I say I say indie, of course, because you know before the internet made it you know so accessible to everyone, you know, made publishing so accessible to everyone. You know, I remember you're there. You're sending out your manuscripts. You're formatting. You're sending the self-addressed, you know, a stamp envelope, you're sending out, you know, all your works or you're emailing, you know, all the formats and stuff like that. But then you get back a lot of, hey, this is not where lo- what we're looking for right now, because it's like with traditional publishing, you always have to stay on trend if you're an mm-hmm. unknown author. They don't want to take a chance on you if you're writing something that's not the going thing. But for me, I found it like next to impossible to find out what's the going thing. The going thing is what's in the stores right now being sold. So right. you you're, you might be always a step behind, 
but they're not looking for you to go to the next thing that has not come out yet because they don't know if it's going to be a hit and you're you're a new guy, you're a new person. So it I felt like it was always like a um, a losing game and then you know with indie publishing you get to just write what you want to write and put it out there and let people find it and get it. Yes. Yeah. That's that's definitely why I enjoy indie publishing. I don't yeah. like the whole gatekeepers and having to just have someone tell me that they're not going to publish my story because it's not what they're looking for. But I know right. there's someone out there that wants to read it. So. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what what made you decide to move from like YA to new adult? And how are you liking like the new adult landscape well, as an indie author? I love it. I, yeah. <laughs> I definitely love it. It's, um, I love it. I think new adult is a genre that I always really wanted to be in. You know, you still, you've got, um, you still have your slightly young characters. You don't have to deal with um, certain, certain aspects of it. But, you know, but you still get to be as, as you know, as free as you want to write. The only thing I'm finding a bit trickier or challenging is the structure, the writing structure. of It's, it's interesting to find a balance because I think I didn't realize this until I started switching from, you know, young adult novels into other, is that the way the books are actually structured the way the books begin and what they move on to next is actually different in a young adult novel versus like an adult novel, you know? Like, I think young adult novels, there's more buildup and introduction to the characters and the main players. Whereas, you know, in the adult novels, you're jumping in right away ASAP. Like, the action has to be on the very first page. Otherwise, you you know, know, it's not important, you know? The book isn't important. And, um, with, you know, with the young adult novel, you, you have to give the back, a little bit of the backstory first to set the scene and to find out, you know, what, okay, where are we, you know, where are we starting? What's the start point? And so then in new adult, I feel like it's going to be meshed a bit, but, you know, who knows? I, I'm not really the expert, but I think, you know, there's some kind of balance to be struck there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself more credit. You expert. I'm gonna call you an expert. You an expert on yeah. your adult. <laughs> there we go. I Do you have any uh, plans to uh, branch into any other genres? Um, other genres such as I don't know, like sci-fi romance. Who knows? I mean, sci-fi, is sci-fi what, romance what a thing? Yeah. It can be. It is. It's a big yeah, thing. I, think it is. I mean, people it, in space fall in love all the time. Robots, things. Right, but I can't name a single sci-fi romance. True that. Uh, think May Sage. She is making big bank in that category. I was going to say, and I don't really read excellent. too much romance. So oh, the Mama VOC on top of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Um, branching out, I would if I can write it, I will do it. But I don't. I don't think I have the the skill set to branch out into you know another genre such as sci-fi or whatever. It. Um. I don't think 
my brain has figured out how to write things hmm. that you know that genre has yet. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I know collaborations are really big in the indie market right now. So, have you thought about collaborating on a book with somebody, or I, if it's something you would uh, do? Oh my gosh, I would love to. I really would love to. Um, yeah, I get jealous when I see all the collaborations happening out there. I mean, I don't know if it pulls in any money, but it's not about the money. It's about the experience and the putting out a, an awesome project, you know? Yeah. It looks really fun. It's definitely something I want to do someday. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely good for uh, marketing. You bring in two audiences together, and that's definitely yeah. going to boost both yeah. authors. So it's yeah. it's an amazing thing to do. Right. I agree. So we're going to get back into the discussion about flow. And I wanted to ask you guys, how do you know that your flow is effective, that it's really impacting your story in the way that you need it to? Or when you read a book, how do you know it's flowing? When you're really into it, like, especially if it's something that you're, that's like, happening that's exciting, and you're just so into it. And there's like, you're reading like five pages and nothing nothing trips you up nothing's like confusing you're just like oh yeah like this is working yeah feel this flow yeah i agree i agree. A- when you can digest it quickly you're just moving through it quickly and just taking it in and um yeah. whether or not you you read it you, you just you know you can't put it down you keep reading it and when you finish you're like racing to find out is there another book and can i buy the next book and all of that I would say the flow worked out really well yeah Mm. I think this is especially true for us writers for us to be able to turn off our writing brain looking for errors or mistakes or where we could have rewritten this sentence for it to sound better and we're just reading for enjoyment that's when you really know that the story is flowing that the prose is smooth and uninterrupted That, for me, is, like, the pinnacle of knowing that something is good when I'm just able to shut that little voice off in my head, the editor. Yeah, because that's so hard. she goes away, (laughs) then I know that the story is awesome. Yeah. The thing for me is when I am simultaneously in the book and out of the book, when I am smiling to the extent that I'm aware that I'm smiling at a book. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't... There, there's no movie, there's no toy, there's no cartoon. This person is just print on page and they are a complete mm-hmm. person to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, it's like when uh, in an action movie where the guy falls off the cliff and he grabs on and then one hand comes free and he swings by one hand and it happens in every other movie and you know the guy's not going to fall. And then you find yourself like, why am I actually getting, like, this is a movie. James <laughs> Bond will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I love I love when I, when I can when I can I feel my face you know re- reacting I feel my body having a physical response mm-hmm. because there's a part of my brain that doesn't understand that I'm just looking at words on a page you know what I mean it's it's in there yeah. right yeah that's that's true I've had authors that just pulled me into their stories and I feel like immersed in it and. For me, the biggest thing that I enjoy is when I'm reading something and it actually makes me laugh out loud and everything. So I've had I've had okay. situations yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as far as like flow goes, I know there's been 
there's been like books where I'll be reading and I'm just like, this isn't important and I'll just skip ahead. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like flow just has to tie everything together and it's just it keeps the reader going from sentence to sentence because they believe that if they did skip ahead, they would miss something. I can't skip in books. Like I have to, even if it's like hard, I have to slog. <laughs> it. Just like, let me get through this and I hope it gets better. Like, especially when, really? when you're like beta reading and you're like, you have to finish a book. Oh, oh well, like, that's I'm, a job. Oh. Though. <laughs> or you uh, yeah, I don't like if I need to finish it. I'm like, oh, let me just finish this. Otherwise, I'll put it down and then tell myself I'll pick it up again, and then I never do. Mm, yeah. Even if you're not reading for beta reading, but you're just reading for yourself, Phil. I'll put I'll put down some books. You really just log through. You won't yeah. like. Yeah. I don't skip. Yeah, I can't skip. I just can't. Oh, like, no. My, my brain it. has to have it in completion. It's like every word that somebody wrote, I have to see it, and it's it's annoying. <laughs> I can't. Wow. I think I the Lord that I am not afflicted with that. What? I thank the Lord that I am not afflicted with that. <laughs> yeah. It I mean it's hard. Like I think it has to do with um OCD, but like it's like I can't I can't not read if I'm gonna read a book, I have to read all the words. I You're just gonna read no, So I, I wanted see. to get some more examples of flow from everybody else. Kish, did you have one? To read out? Yes. Okay. Well, Oh, yeah, I, I guess I have a small, a small passage. It's not all flowery, like, um, you know, what I heard before, but, you know, I'll go with it. So this is, um, this is a, sh a short couple of sentences from um, Return to Fire, my novel. It is, um, it's a scene where my main character, Sion, has to escape from the hospital. She's in the hospital, and um, she's got to bust out of here ASAP. Because she's got a ticking, a ticking, you know, timer on her. You know, she's escaping right now. So this is my piece. Speeding past rooms in a blur, I curse the thin paper shoes assigned to mental wards. Several hospital floors and gauzy paper soles never mix. As I attempted to turn in another corner, I lost my footing and fell, sliding hipperous into the jam of another room, riding back a painful groan. I could hear the sounds of the medics pursuing me. Who's that? The patient on the bed stirred. Shh, I told him and dragged myself on all four fours over to the far side of the room. That's all I got. It's good. That was very, very good. Sylvester, you're up. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I don't <laughs> have any light. I could be the example for bad flow. I got that. I'll do that. No. Yeah. It's no. Bad. I can do that. Um, <laughs> okay, if give me a second. second. Okay, yeah. I'll go, then you can. You can find Ooh, it. Thank you. We get some Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> this is the snippet that I shared in the group, so you guys maybe have read it. I don't know. It's from the opening scene in my Y story, The Hearts of Ankara. Early dawn bled from the horizon painting clouds and shades of red and purple. Ankara stood on the triad's pavilion, back straight into the wind. Silken robes danced on the breeze like frightened hummingbird wings. The fluttering echoed the fierce pounding in her chest. Her bare toes dug into the loose gravel. 
down into the sand below as she counted the seconds ticking on the clock tower to her right. Breathe. Forcing a deep breath, she steadied jittering nerves. Cool air rushed through her chest as she inhaled. Again. It was all she could do not to scream out into the open, to let the wind steal her sorrow and drain the breath from her lungs. A tear caressed her cheek, streaking the gold and silver markings painted across her dark skin. A gust kissed the wetness dry, and she closed her eyes against its force. Heavy footsteps crunched into the gravel behind her. It's time, Ankara. Man, that girl can paint. Yeah, that was beautiful. Why a, huh? I really like that. Why a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Why ain't what it used to be? Anja, <laughs> where can I read your book? Uh, this is one that I'm querying for traditional publishing, so oh. hopefully soon Ooh. we're in stores. Barnes and Noble okay. like everybody else. Nah, that's <laughs> going to be good. I, I like that. That's, that's really good. So, um... We got any more uh, questions or who's or, or we got to wait for Sylvester to give his snippet? <laughs> Man, all right, fine. I'll just do this. But, okay, this is very unedited, and I've got to just scan over the curse words. All right. <laughs> this is a scene from Planet Dead 3. All hell broke loose. Okay. How did they get in here? Christian fired off two shots. The anguished moans and chilling screams raced through the dim hallway. His finger pulled back on the trigger, and for a moment, just a half a second, Christian remembered that hot Texas night when his life originally went to hell. He remembered the only thing that had been pushing him through the darkness, that smile on Trinity's face. The bullet fired and was quickly followed by another round because smiles were awfully hard to see from inside a grave. Oh, wow. I like that last line. Oh, that's Thank a good you. button. Thank you. Um, like, normally I'll write everything and then, like, I'll put it in that app and I'll read it to me when I'm ready to edit the chapter. Gotcha. I just want to thank you guys for letting me relive my childhood fears on nice <laughs> podcast. Well, that's the best way to get over them and get through them. You just do it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to be afraid of getting punched in the face. And then I just went and touched people I didn't know. And now I'm totally <laughs> comfortable getting punched in the face. Or you can take martial arts and get the same effect. <laughs> All right, guys, that, that's going to wrap up our episode. Okay, well, before we go, I got to give the audience some homework. Yeah. You got to do something after you listen. Okay, so take one paragraph from your work in progress and just read it out loud to yourself or put it in that voice to text or text to voice system, whatever you have, and just really listen for flow. If it's flowing fine, maybe you should check it again <laughs> because you don't always know for yourself. So read it over a few times. Try to vary a few sentences. Work with the sentence structure and see if you can tweak it to make it better. Mm. That's all we got for you. Thanks for listening. This has been Voices of Color. Mm -hmm.
Bye. Bye. If you liked the episode, please like and subscribe to the Voices of Color Writing Podcast. You can leave us comments on our website, thevoicesofcolor.com, or on our Facebook page by the same name. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you.